What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today we're going to be doing a deep dive on what Andy Stanley teaches and believes about homosexuality. Andy Stanley is pastor of the tied 8th largest megachurch in the United States. And therefore, he is a very prominent false teacher out there. Now, I believe he's a wolf in wolf's clothing, but nonetheless, he's still pastor of the tied eighth largest megachurch in the United States. And the primary reasons why he is a false teacher are his very low view of scripture. Andy Stanley does not believe that scripture needs or is accurate or reliable. He does not believe that. He believes that the gospel does not require scripture. These are things and ideas articulated in his books Unhitched and Irresistible. Nonetheless, we're going to be diving into a specific question because this specific question doesn't appear to have a specific answer on YouTube or even much of the rest of the internet. So we're going to be doing an evergreen type of content in order to provide specific answers to a specific question. But first, uh, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. The least you can do to support our YouTube channel is to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you are new. And Evangelical Dark Web also has a Patreon-like system built into its website over at evangelicaldarkweb.org join. And you get extra content uh, and behind the paywall access to help direct the content of Evangelical Dark Web. Otherwise, Evangelical Dark Web has free news articles each and every day that can arrive in your inbox through our newsletter. So the first clip that I'm going to show you on this answer is a clip from a sermon from 2012. It's called When Gracie Meant Truth or truthy. And this is a an instance where Andy Stanley uses homosexuality in his sermon illustration, in in-depth sermon illustration. This illustration goes on for about 12 minutes during his sermon. And at no point in this sermon illustration that goes on for about 12 minutes, does Andy Stanley ever condemn homosexuality. Watch. Years ago, when we first started the church, I met a family in our children's ministry, a husband and wife, and their elementary school age daughter. And uh, we got to be friends and meal together. I did a couple of funerals for um, parents and just, you know, not super best friends, but knew them, tracked with them, knew what was going on, see them at church. About five, five and a half years ago, she discovers that he's in a relationship with another guy. And it's devastating, of course, and it breaks her heart. And there's, you know, there's just the deceit and all the stuff that goes with, with those kinds of things. And of course, confusing for their daughter and embarrassing. And it's just, it's just, it's just a big mess. So she gets an attorney, um, you know, and, and to their credit, they asked the attorney to represent their daughter so that however this worked out, it would be best for her. 
So a single attorney worked this out and in six months they're divorced. And there's all the shrapnel and all the wounds and all the betrayal and all the confusion and all the, you know, all that's all there. You've been through that, you've seen it, you have family members, whether whatever kind of divorce it is, it's just all there and it's as painful as it can possibly be. And then some months after the divorce was finalized, he shows up here at our North Point campus with his partner and she's here. And it, it was either Easter or Christmas. I can't remember. It was a, it was, it was a big Sunday. And she is mad, three syllable mad, okay? She is uh, uh, upset. She is, you know, she's like you would feel if it was you or your sister or your daughter. And it's like, and she got in his face and she said, look, this is my church. You know, you cause this problem. You go to any church you want to in Atlanta, but you can't come to, this is my church. I need a worship free, I need a trauma free zone. And so you go somewhere else. And basically she kicked him and his partner out of our church. And so they left. Well, as you know, we have lots of churches in the city of Atlanta. And as it turned out, they decided to attend a different one of our churches. And it was the one that was closest to them. So they attended Buckhead Church. And as the story goes, the very, if I remember this right, the very first Sunday they showed up at Buckhead Church was our strategic service Sunday. And in strategic service Sunday, we spend the entire time recruiting people to volunteer. And I, you know, I cast a big vision and you know, we're gonna change the world, come help us change the world. And so my friend's partner, said, hey, I like this church. I think we should get involved. So on the first Sunday they're there, they go down and sign up to, to be in strategic service and join a host team, one of our guest services teams. Well, a few weeks go by and I'm checking on her. How's it going? And she said, that's good. You know, and we talked about the, you know, she kicked them out of the church and how's that going, you know? And, and she said, well, the, the good news, I guess, is that they're back in church. I said, oh, great, where? She said, they're going to Buckhead Church. She said, and then she kind of chuckled. And she said, not only that, they're serving. I said, really? She goes, yeah, they joined a host team. Now, what I knew, and I double checked with her to make sure I was correct, was the last I, where we had left off was he, my friend's partner, and he's a friend now, but back then not so much. My friend's partner was still married. And so I said to her, I said, now, he's still married, right? And she said, yeah, the divorce is taking longer than, than they expected. It's kind of getting dragged out. So I called my buddy. I said, okay, I know things have been awkward, you know, between us, but look, uh, and, and I'm glad you're in church. That's a good thing. And I'm glad you're at one of our churches. You know, that's a good thing. But your partner, he's, he's still married. So see, this is just good old fashioned adultery. Like you're in a sexual relationship with someone else's husband. Uh, you know, it was, you know, I've never said that before, but anyway, so I said, so you can't be on a guest services team. Okay. This is, you're just living in, you know, this is, this is clear. Okay. You can't do this. And he, you know, he, he, he's, he said, you know, I, I get this. He said, well, and, and it's funny now, it wasn't funny then. He said, well, he's married, but he's almost divorced. Okay. We're all, he's almost divorced. They're at the very end. I'm like, you can't be almost divorced. Okay. You're married or you're not. As long as he's married, you can't serve on a, host, on a guest services team. And so I kind of, you know, kicked him off the team. He said, well, my partner, he's gonna be really upset about this because he loved the church and he loved the fact that we were gonna be able to connect. I said, well, you know what? I'll, I'll talk to you. If you guys wanna come in, I'll, I'll talk to you about this. So they came in to see me. Now, a few weeks ago, during the Ann Rice message, I introduced some of you to a new word. The new word was disputatious, okay, disputatious. So when they came to see me, the three of us had a disputatious conversation. <laughs> it was really, really awkward and bad and to, to our, you know, to my friend's partner's defense, it's because they showed up at Buckhead Church and they never saw me down there except on a screen. 
And so he said, how can you kick me off out of a church? You're not even the pastor there. I'm like, well, you're right. So I did what every great leader does. I said, let me give you the name and number of the pastor at Buckhead Church and you can call him and talk to him about this. All of our churches have different pastors. And so I gave him Jeff Henderson's name and I called Jeff and said, someone's gonna call you. It might be (laughs) disputatious. And so to their credit, to their credit, because who's got time for this? They talked to Jeff and Jeff said, as long, you know, you're married, this is just adultery. You can't serve on a guest services team. And so understandably, they um, left the church. And you know what, if I were them and saw the world the way they saw it at the time, I would leave too, who wants to go to a church that says, oh, we want you to come help us. Oh, you can't help us. So they left the church and that was the end of Andy Stanley achieved the reputation of being a mega church pastor who avoided like the plague hot button issues and living up to this reputation in a sermon illustration in which adultery is also homosexual adultery, Andy Stanley specifically and only addresses the sin of adultery. This is quite odd that Andy Stanley would view adultery as disqualification for serving in a church, but homosexuality is a or gay okay. There is a massive biblical inconsistency applied in Andy Stanley's praxis. I'll ask her first, I said, who's coming? She said, well, um, my boyfriend, his daughter, me, my daughter, my ex-husband, and his partner. I need six seats. And so, you know, halfway in our first Christmas carol, I'm sitting here, I'm standing here in my corner chair, singing, looking up at the screen. And I look across the aisle and about four people down are my six friends, all singing Christmas carols together on the front row. And the only thing I could think was modern family. (laughs) It's clear that Andy Stanley does not believe that homosexuality is a sin. Furthermore, it's clear that Andy Stanley also believes that homosexuality is perfectly compatible with Christianity, with a Christian walk and with sanctification. Additionally, Andy Stanley's church does have a documented history of baptizing homosexuals. Now, the next clip I'm going to show you is a clip from the Drive Conference, I believe is a source from 2022, in which Andy Stanley praises homosexual Christians, which is an oxymoron, and praises their faithfulness, says it's actually superior to straight Christians. Watch. Figure out how to get straight people as excited about serving and engaging as the gay men and women I know, we would have a volunteer backlog. That's my experience in our churches. Well, I, I'm a gay person, I'll just read it to you. A gay person, when I say gay men and women, okay, a gay person who still wants to attend church after the way the church has treated the gay community, I'm telling you, they have more faith than I do. They have more faith than a lot of you. A gay person who knows, you know what? I might not be accepted here, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Have you ever done that as a straight person? Where do you go that you're not sure you're gonna be accepted and you go over and over and over and over? Only your in-law's house. That's the only place you go where you know you're not completely accepted, but you go over and over and over and it's because you have to. But other than the in-laws, what environment do you continue to step foot in knowing at any moment you may feel ostracized? No place, I'm telling you, the gay men and women 
women who grew up in church and the gay men and women who've come to faith in Christ as adults who want to participate in our church Oh my goodness. I know 1 Corinthians 6 and I know Leviticus and I know Romans 1. It's so interesting to talk about all that stuff, but just, oh my goodness, a gay man or woman who wants to worship their heavenly father, who did not answer the cry of their heart when they were 12 and 13 and 14 and 15, God said no, and they still love God. We have some things to learn from a group of men and women who love Jesus that much and who wanna worship with us. And I know the verses, I know the clobber passages, right? We gotta figure this out. And you know what? I think you are. Now there's a lot to unpack there. So let's go backwards first. The clobber verses that Andy Stanley references, and that is a homosexual movement uh, that he's referencing is the unclobbered movement. And it's addressing six Bible verses that it believes are the basis for condemning homosexuality in the church. Now, these passages, and I've gone through them in the past, but I've never done a video on them, uh, are for Old Testament and New Testament. And it believes that these are the only six passages in the Bible that condemn homosexuality. It leaves out, it conveniently leaves out, the passages in the Old Testament that deal with male prostitutes. So very interesting that it does that, but nonetheless, it relies on very poor eisegesis, not exegesis, it's eisegesis, it's reading what you want it to say, in order to come to the conclusions that it does come to. Now, the clobber, unclobbered verses is a homosexual movement within the church. Now, there are a couple homosexual movements in the church. One is Side A Theology, which is your Matthew Vines camp. And Matthew Vines would be one of the people that promotes the unclobbered movement. So Matthew Vines would be Side A. Side A is shorthand for acceptance, but their shorthand for acceptance is really a shorthand for antinomianism. It is without law. It is erasing uh, passages from the Bible. It is erasing passage or statutes of God's law in order to appease a faction in the church that wants to have butt sex. That's what these people want to do. The other uh, movement in the church is called Side B Theology. Side B Theology wants to make a distinguishing factor between, they want to distinguish between homosexual actions and homosexual desires. According to Side B Theology, homosexual actions are sinful and inconsistent with the historical Christian sexual ethic. Now, they would contend that homosexuality, homosexual orientation, is compatible with the Christian walk, is compatible with being a Christian. Therefore, they would also say that homosexual desires are not in and of themselves sinful. And there's a lot of debate going on right now in evangelicalism about this fancy word called concupiscence as it relates to homosexuality. But let us be clear that Sinful desires, especially unnatural desires, are in and of themselves sinful, and they are something to confess and repent of. So, with that said, Andy Stanley does appear to be on the side A camp. He is in the Matthew Vines camp. Uh, and this is because he's not even trying to uphold a Christian historical sexual ethic. He's not even trying. He is firmly in the side A camp. I don't think this is much of a debate. 
Moreover, Andy Stanley also believes that the church has largely mistreated homosexuals. I don't believe that this is the case. I believe that most churches have made it clear that homosexuality is a sin and we're not going to be gay okay with that sin in this church. I think that's largely been the position of the church historically and certainly in the American context. I believe America has probably also been too soft on this issue and we didn't articulate well enough uh, the dangers of legalizing and promoting and tolerating homosexuality in our culture. And now it has led to drag queens uh, pretty much performing sexually in front of children. That's where we're currently at. We're and things will only get worse. Lastly, let's refocus in on the issue of ministry standards and serving. To my knowledge, Andy Stanley does not have a homosexual pastor at one of his churches. Now, he does not seem to have any qualms with that. After all, Andy Stanley is fine with an unrepentant adulterer serving in ministry capacity as long as they're not uh, stepping in two canoes while they're serving. So if they leave their spouse to be with the person that they cheated on their spouse with, they're good to go for Andy Stanley's ministry standards, but while they're, you know, married and ha seeing someone else, it's not acceptable. Obviously, that's not a biblical standard. That's a pretty laughable standard because, again, unrepentant adulterer can serve in his Andy Stanley's church. And likewise, a homosexual, an unrepentant homosexual can serve in Andy Stanley's church, no problem. What limitations are there for these sexual vices, these sexual sins? Do these sexual sins preclude people from serving in children's ministries? I should hope so, but I have my serious doubts that Andy Stanley even has such qualms about that. Andy Stanley is to the left. He is more liberal on this issue than a pastor of an even larger church, Brian Tome, is on this issue. Brian Tome despite being probably to the right of Andy Stanley, and I've done a video on this already, he does not have any qualms about homosexuals serving in children's ministries. I would highly doubt that Andy Stanley does. So this basically concludes our trip down what Andy Stanley believes about homosexuality. What does he teach about homosexuality? Andy Stanley is clearly in the side A camp. He is perfectly accepting of homosexuality. He does not believe that homosexuality is a sin. He does not believe that homosexuality should be illegal. He does not believe that homosexuality is something to repent of. He instead believes that homosexuality is compatible with Christianity. He instead believes that the church has wronged homosexuals in the past. Instead, he believes that homosexual, homosexual individuals should be able to serve in the church, and he probably wishes that he had more homosexuals in his church to serve in his church. These are all evidences of why Andy Stanley is a false teacher, and he's a very obvious false teacher. And that's really all I got to say about this for now. My name's Ray, this is the Evangelical Dark Web. If you like this content, subscribe also. Let me know what you think about what I think, and I will catch you on the next one. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.